welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome, everyone, to the 100th episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast that has given you 100 ideas, at least, about making your story-driven campaign better. I'm Kevin. And I'm Steve. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 our official 100th episode. 100% pure, awesome content. <laughs> whoa, 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 don't make promises we can't keep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get mm. <laughs> Yeah, that does put the legal trouble. Okay, cannot guarantee <laughs> a little asterisk after that 100%. <laughs> yeah, true enough, especially because I'm I'm going off the handle like today. Today, I, uh, I'm i the one who oh. has not seen a lot of our doc. So, yeah. I guess that's I guess that's true. Well, you wouldn't want to see my side of the doc because like I mentioned to you, it's kind of a mess. <laughs> gotcha. No worries. Incomprehensible docs. Uh, that's part <laughs> yeah. of the back end here at Rolling Imperfection. Only the best for our listeners. I don't Man. do plans. <laughs> I <True>. just improvise. <laughs> I mean that you know that that's kind of apropos for uh, for this episode. Yep. Because we're doing preparing for the unexpected, which feels like something that would be like difficult to teach someone about. But like much like creative writing, you can learn like different strategies or different methods for making you know when it comes up easier, basically. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, today, uh, Steve is, uh, well, I'm going to start off with a little bit of, uh, like, a you know, kind of just some general thoughts and then Steve's going to hit me with some scenarios and I will explain kind of how I would go about making the scenario fit, you know, into a campaign, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was totally expecting for Steve to be like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> there we go. There, there we, we go. go. <laughs> wait, what are we doing? I didn't agree to this. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> things you hear your players say sometimes. True. True. Uh, like when I threw you in jail. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> didn't sorry, agree to man. This. Had, had, I, had I known? Had I known? Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. We're looking at changes resulting from usually an unexpected player choice. Like, you have thing you have given players presumably story and the players have gone what about this and then you're like what <laughs> wait <laughs> what because sometimes your players do not go from a to b sometimes your players go from a to w and then uh, you know you have a root beer and then uh, you got to deal with that uh, that rapid adjustment wow not even a groan okay must have must have made it through wait uh, <laughs> I I must have missed uh, the context of what you were referencing that was supposed to get an irk out of me. Oh, A A to W A and W root beer. Never mind. Uh, you know, oh, cut oh, cut cut uh, it out. Aha. Uh aha. -huh, <laughs> uh -huh. No, monster would be disappointed if we didn't. Oh no, we'll uh, leave the pun that. in. We'll 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 leave the the us yeah this part. We're still talking. Anyway. <laughs> what a perfect unscuffed hundredth episode. Got it. <laughs> Pristine. Pristine. Uh, as pristine as dog shit. Anyway, 
<laughs> is there something about a polished turd as a <laughs> yes uh i think i think it was myth can uh myth busted for that uh on myth oh yeah that's right it was yeah um i mean it did get fairly shiny but <laughs> so, anyway yeah. moving on the other way that changes can come are usually from um dice rolls you're like okay like i've got this character and this character should be able to do this no problem and then they roll the one and then you're like fucking you fucking serious right now really <laughs> yep and then you you probably realize you just shouldn't have had to make that dice roll but you rapidly have to figure out how your party is i don't know not dead or something it happens or worse true but generally from that first i think the first thing actually is just not to be like paralyzed by it <laughs> Because the, the instinct is to go, your brain to go like, oh no, what, what, what did they do? Now everything is in ruins and it's not, trust me, like your game can be saved and probably will be fine. <laughs> what you do need to do is go, okay, I've got to make a change. What changes need to be made and kind of go through and see like, okay, what does this do to the story? What things are affected? What things do I need to change? And for that initial moment, you want it to be just the short-term stuff, just the stuff that you need to deal with for that session. The long-term stuff can come later. Uh, and don't be afraid, I've said this before, to call for a break. Yep. Oh my God, <laughs> your players can deal. That's probably uh, the best thing to do, like, especially with like, uh, especially as like a new GM, at least for me. I know you've been doing this for a long time, Kevin, so you've probably like gotten over that like thought process but like sometimes just in my head when i'm like okay you know this will happen and this will happen and then someone does like something completely unexpected i'm like oh what will i do in this situation and my brain goes do you know what you would do in this situation do you know how to figure out that answer and just that for some reason just shuts down my brain and i like the thought process just leaves <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, like gotta... all reasoning's gone i'm like a deer in headlights in that moment and so sometimes you just need to be like, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta valiantly combat that feeling. <laughs> yeah, you got to take the train and put it back on the tracks. <laughs> yeah. It takes and a little I would time also, sometimes. And I would also say, don't be afraid to, like, tell your players, like, whoa, I didn't expect that. It actually kind of helps the players, I've noticed. Like, they're like, wow, really? All right. Because that encourages them to, like, be creative. Like, you're taking <laughs> on the challenge. Your plans more. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, is that not a good thing? We're going with that's not a good thing? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it can be, but it could also be a can of worms. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically after that, as I've mentioned before, hopefully you have general plot ideas and general things that can just kind of like fit places. And a lot of that can come from, like, working backwards to, like, what does this do? You know, this change happens, me projecting forward, like, what does that do? What things will affect that? And kind of playing a couple what-if scenarios in my own mind uh, before, you know, kind of going through and just, you know, seeing what happens. <laughs> um, I think about the characters, I think about the story I have, and I go... What element can I pull out? What element can I use to fix this? Do I need to introduce a new character? Look, some of my favorite characters have been born of me going, oh no, I hadn't thought of that. Let me make a character up on the fly. <laughs> um, 
you know, uh, don't be afraid to take a little bit of inspiration. Uh, I literally took Humphrey Bogart and just shoved him in to my Silent Spiral. Uh, it's like a film noir game. Like, because I needed a space to fill, because they needed, like, a magical consultant. And so, boom. Character, concept, people loved him. Uh, it took, it like, literally, it was me, like, taught, oh, yeah, sure, you find someone. You find um, bogey art. Yes, that's not that's not made up on the fly. <laughs> Bogart. Bogey. You know what? Never mind. The, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's just going. And it turned out fine, uh, you know. Steve's character hates him, but it's kind of designed that way. So <laughs> he's an asshole. <laughs> uh, hang on, I'm getting a call in from Monster. Monster disagrees. Uh, oh, but yeah. okay. <laughs> sure. So uh, yeah, it's kind of my little preamble. I, I guess we'll go. Oh, put me in the hot seat now. <laughs> now. So Steve, yes, what do you have for me? Uh, well, I want to know a little bit more about like how you wanted to play this out first. So okay, okay. did you want me to go through like a like complete setting detail or more of just like the aspect of like what's happening and how you would resolve it from that aspect? Like, do you want me to like be like, oh, yeah, this involves this situation exactly. And here's like the characters involved type of stuff or like the world Give situation. Give me what you think. Give me what you think will be enough for me to get it, and I can ask clarifying questions. Okay, okay. So the first one, I'll kind of let you decide on some of the aspects on how this will will play out. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. You use some no flexibility here to, to to warm you up, I guess. No worries. Um, uh, I, I I can't wait to hear how many ums were were cut out of this episode uh, from you or <laughs> me, because <laughs> I'm usually Poss- the one that does them. <laughs> Possibly both of us. Oh, okay. Uh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Damn it. Almost did it again. Moving on. So my first one was, I mean, I know you don't like uh, having situations where we do like a big political debate, but I feel like that's type a type of thing that you see in a lot of other campaigns, especially if it's like a major turning point and it kind of affects the story. So my first idea was a situation where your players, either one player or a few of your players want to kind of have like this social debate. Like, let's say you have a party in D&D that has a lot of very social characters. You have like a rogue, a bard and a social sorcerer and then like maybe a tank. And then like that's your main party. So you have gotcha. a lot of characters that have a lot of social stats, right? Gotcha. So the Kami, Trong, me and you. Okay. I'm going okay. with it. I'm going with it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. sure. Uh, so you have this group, and they're supposed to reason with either a high-ranking noble, a lord, or maybe a king or queen, something like that. And they're getting prepared and making like you know like exactly like how I'm going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to try and get them to influence them a certain way and like turn you know how society is being handled in one way or the other. But then something uh, happens, prevents that. Like let's say. Uh, a bard is a noble and has the right to speak in this court, but no one else does. And so they're going to kind of be the voice of the group and they're going to like communicate amongst each other. But then the bards can be the one to actually speak up and do the oratory portion of it. And then for whatever reason, they lose their right to be able to speak at that because of something they did or another player in the party did. And that just like 
kind of shuts down everything and you're like, well, this doesn't really make logical sense for us to continue. Or you know, maybe the rogue got a little uh, antsy and saw something they didn't like and ended up stabbing said noble king or whatever that they're trying to <laughs> okay. debate with and cause things to just like completely derail. Like, I'll let you choose like which aspect you want to go with. But, you know, something like that where I you feel, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like the easiest thing to do especially with like the the disrespect or stabbing is to immediately mm. demote whatever character that was and make it so <laughs> that, like the king hated them anyway and so it could just carry on as usual that's like the super easy fix like ah oh, yes i was i really disliked that traitor in my court or you know whatever super easy um if oh, you know want... i meant if the if the like the king died oh like well, if the case, rogue was you... just like oh well this is a corrupt king we can't reason with them he's not going to reason like they see something and all of a sudden they're like, this guy, this king that we're going to try and like persuade to take care of his people or whatever the goal that we have it in mind is, they're M. I don't yeah, like yeah. that. I need to end them before then you have, like, trouble the starts. A- the heir or the chancellor or whoever be like, oh, you have done a great service. Excellent. Uh, you will now bargain with the king's son. Like, that's the easy way to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So basically, like, put someone else in their shoes to take the place. Yeah. Do the quick switch. Uh, it could end up kind of awkward depending on how thoroughly you built this up uh but yeah that's that's my just hand wave boring option um (laughs) the other way to do it um honestly i would probably have it rapidly break down i'm not afraid of like status quo change so uh at that point it would potentially turn from like a social situation to a battle with things coming out on both sides and then essentially you play out the rest of that as the party members kind of have to pick a side in this like struggle for power uh and then they come back to the plate with someone presumably they've fought for or with to have that negotiation later does that make sense okay yeah that makes sense yeah um if it yeah if it is just a social faux pas uh Generally, you can have someone like a friendly, you know, person at court or prince or princess or even the court jester, um, who's usually an interesting character in their own right, kind of come in and help build them back up or like socially repair the situation. I finished up with court jester there because quite often they're the ones who can quickly go oh ho ho and then you know turn that into a joke and then suddenly everyone's laughing and the thing can continue and and then you have uh you know this other court character who can be expanded upon even if you have to make up you know bogey art the court jester (laughs) (laughs) uh and that you know gives them ins especially if you want them to hang around there or they need uh to kind of spend a little bit of time in the city without like destroying it like my option B there was. <laughs> uh, so that's that's how I would do it. I mean, the closest situation to that I've seen in one of my games is all the way back in my steampunk game, Avant Noir, where a messenger came from their ally NPC and our friend M, the traitor, which is why Steve was like, oh, this is an M type character. <laughs> To make me immediately go, okay, I understand. They're completely yeah. untrustworthy and will stab you in the back. Cool. Um, think Wormtongue for any of you uh, Lord of the Rings fans. 
But uh, yeah, he still as a player character literally stabbed the girlfriend of the party NPC in the stomach. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Hang on, hang on. I can fix this. How did I fix it? She can survive a stab to the stomach. She can shrug it off. Totally made up on the spot. I eventually like back retconned it that like, essentially this character was a time mage and the and time magic is virtually unusable unless you have multiple lives, which he was granted uh, by a genie. It makes sense in context. Um, <laughs> and so he as a token of his affection, had essentially granted her some of his power using his time magic. So, so he to, had solve, just... to solve M's problem, yeah. you made your party NPC an even better Time Lord than he was designed to be no, originally. No, no, no. He had oh, okay. that already. He had that already. I just okay. extrapolated that he could give it to a different character. Oh, okay, uh, that makes why sense. Why he didn't give it to the party, no one ever asked, and I'm really glad no one asked. You didn't so, have an answer, or you didn't want to? Um, I feel like each of you would have gotten like a free life out of it, and then I could have killed each of you in uh, different, uh, very horrible ways, and seen how you dealt Not with it. Not could have, should have. <laughs> I, okay, fair, should have. Uh, we'll see if this happens <laughs> in, the, in the sequel game. But, I'll uh, give yeah. you a freebie, but I'm gonna fucking use it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Listen, listen. Player characters, if you get that kind of a boon, know that your GM is already thinking about ways to use it. <laughs> yes. It's an unfortunate thing, but yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, did that answer that? I think that, that mostly answered the question. It did. I had a few follow-ups on it, though. I just yeah, wanted yeah, go, to go. Uh, clarify. Hit, uh, for one, hit me. Um, <laughs> the whole M thing that you exactly spoke of was something that I was thinking about while writing this initially is because... Uh, like that's kind of one of the things I was worried uh, about when you were mentioning uh, that, like, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to uh, you just like make stuff off the spot and like encourage people to like do stuff and be like, oh, yeah, here you go. You know, uh, um, you know, like, that's a really cool idea. You you uh, you baffled me and encourage them to do that type of stuff, because then sometimes you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do something just to, uh, you know, like be unexpected. And then all of a sudden your NPC gets stabbed. <laughs> I mean, I would definitely have the counter uh, to like to that be like, would your character really do that and give them the like really exaggerate, like really and side eye like players don't just do stuff to be random either. Like don't break the story uh, one way or another. Uh, I think we're relying on the the player being like willing to engage on like those terms. Right. Oh, yeah. Terms of the story. I mean, like pretty much everything it requires, you know, people to like be reasonable with each other on both ends, both GM and player in all aspects. True. Um, For this situation, how would you feel if uh, so like kind of going with either the, the player losing the right in court or the person that they're debating with being killed and removed? Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you feel if that was like something that one of the players or the party as a whole, uh, depending if it's multiple people that are looking forward to this, you know, quote unquote debate. Um, if like that was like something they've been looking forward to for like sessions, or if, if it was like if, something directly related to one of the characters or a few of the characters. Yeah. It, in that kind of event, you kind of have to make it happen. Like you have to, you to like retcon things or y- no. Well, you can, um, Shamal on them. <laughs> 
You didn't it was stab all... the king. You stabbed the king's double. <laughs> it was all a dream. Um... Oh, it's... oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> we do not condone it was all a dream. I'm sorry. I, 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 after no, after I the last session I did that, I kind of did that to you guys. I feel bad. <laughs> it, I mean, there are more interesting ways of, of having it be a dream. Uh, I guess or that's like true. a vision or something. I mean, we we did just watch Videodrome, and uh, you know, did he did, <laughs> oh, God. did he slap that girl, or was he under the influence of something horrible? The answer was he was under yes. the influence of something horrible. It can always get worse. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> P.S. Watch Videodrome at your own <laughs> risk. I make no promises. That movie's really weird. <laughs> it is a very weird movie. That I showed to all of my friends. So, uh, yeah. Now we must yeah. all suffer together. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, what I was saying is I would, I would try to bend or maybe even break stuff that you'll need to like explain away later, even if you don't have the explanation right then, you know, you can always like think of it later and fix it in a later episode. Uh, but if it's something someone's really looking forward to, I would do your best, like, possibly even to pulling out the offending player and like talking to them to make it happen uh hopefully the players realize like how important or integral this is in that case that's kind of my my response there okay because like i could totally see you having a situation where you know like everyone's looking forward to it so instead of having like okay well this session's going to be a debate it's like well now it's going to be the session after and they're postponing it like in game, like in the world, they're postponing um, this arrangement they were going to have where people are going to be able to speak up and make claims or whatever. Yeah, even if, even so. if it's delayed, that's fine. Just make it happen eventually. Yeah, but just to make it so it's like reasonable in the world so that they can be like, oh shit, you know, something happened. We need to like, you know. <laughs> deal with the consequences? Deal with the consequences and figure so something out and then it will happen a little bit later. But yeah, I still think that's fine. So yeah, um, I like those answers. Yes. Okay. I mean, they're, they're pretty much what I was thinking as well. Good. Uh, so my next one's going to be a little bit less uh, <clears throat> uh, freedom of interpretation. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's so go. Uh, I feel like this is something that's that. I mean, this is something that I've worried about a lot. Like I'm constantly worried that like I might do this in one of my games. Because okay. I could see it, like, I've been the player on that end, kind of, I think, <laughs> quite a few times. Uh, but let's say you have a situation where uh, the players hear about, like, this mythical beast or creature of some sort that's very elusive. So, like, let's say, like, a dragon, um, just as an example. But it could be, like, really anything. It could be, like, a unicorn or something like that. Yeah, yeah, a Kieran, um, got it. Kieran, yeah, sorry, Kieran, not unicorn, because I said dangerous. So, you know, dangerous. <laughs> oh, brutal. Um, Unicorns can be dangerous. <laughs> now, now you're just tempting me. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> so there, the players are uh, hearing rumors of this thing, and you know it's it's just rumors at that point. You know, like oh, you know this dangerous beast. You know, it's it's hard to find, but you know if you could you know get its hide or its claws or its horns or whatever, it'd be very valuable. And then you know, maybe other people are saying like, oh, I hear it has you know uh, a treasure trove, a hoard it, it uh, collects or whatever you know like they're hearing all these things from these people which is just supposed to be like wild speculation yeah um but players are like very set up as they're going through the game and they're very their mind is set on like all the things you're going to be able to do with this when they do find it and so they're making it like a big deal yeah but they don't know that you've kind of had that that creature be a very sentient creature and be a helpful npc that would lead them onto the next major plot point 
And mm. so now you're kind of like, do I let them fight it and then kill it? And then what do I do about the rest of the plot that it was supposed to lead them to? Or do I do I try and slap them in the face? What if they don't like like with the idea of like, hey, you know, these are just rumors. It might not be a horrible creature. And then what if they just, you know, miss the clues, either, you know, ones on dice rolls or player ignorance, or they're like, I don't think my character would believe that at this point. There's so many people saying otherwise that I don't know if I'd believe this one person. It's like a hobo on the street or a fortune teller or something like that. Like, I don't think I'd believe them. You're like, how would you handle something like that where it's a it's a NPC that you had designed to be very prominent to your story? Yeah, yeah. I have like three different answers for this. This is great. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. So the first one is my freaking abominable snowman Yeti answer from like a couple episodes ago. There's a good one and there's a bad one and you could kill the bad one. Boom. Then the good one oh. shows up and it's like, oh, hey, thanks for that. You guys are all right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for killing my evil twin brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, that's like this, the easiest answer. Cool fight. Still have the NPC. Like what's not to like, I guess. Um, the second part to that would be actually letting the party like make the quote unquote mistake. Actually killing the thing and then having them have to realize their mistake and bring it back and kind of like the best of both worlds there and that's definitely like a party learning thing and if you do it right you can still kind of get that effect of like having both things but like you know you got to kind of have set it up right uh at that point i would probably have it so like the villain misled them or something Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, seeding doubt amongst the people and, yeah, you know, like them or the villain was the one spreading the rumors to prevent people from going and talking to said mythical beast type of thing. Yeah, I actually really like that idea. I I know you have one more, but I just wanted to touch on this one. (laughs) But uh, I really like this one, as uh, you were saying, is good for like party development, because I feel like this is the type of thing that you can make a character have a turning point in like their um like their personality or how they handle themselves or social situations in general type of thing like that could be a major like twist like oh you know like i'm this like beast hunter and i thought you know like all things were meant to be killed and you know blah 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 and they're you know like anything that's not humanoid is not worth my time type of stuff and now they realize maybe this you know dragon or whatever it was uh you know like was essentially a scholar or something you know like in its horde it has like tons of books that it read and shit and um it had all these like ideas on how it can like you know better the world that type of stuff they're like wow i already feel like shit killing this dude <laughs> yeah and i do so. i do think i do think a you should rub it in both before the death in like the the creature trying to talk them out of it uh and after the the death when they bring them back uh of the creature being like uh well you know you could take my advice or you could fucking kill me again and, you know, really kind of like, because at that point it's giving the party shit and the party should be like, ah, but we deserve it. <laughs> you know? uh, and it creates a little bit more of a complex relationship. So, yeah. Plus then the party gets to go, we brought you back. And the thing's like, uh-huh. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And you had one more, right? Yeah. This is more along the lines of like making sure that the counter programming works um, like the, you know, they've heard how dangerous it is, but you want to make sure they, they believe the good stuff more 
is to have it come from more trustworthy sources. Um, you know, you have them meet an NPC who is very helpful and their legends speak of this creature very highly as like a god or a guide or both. <laughs> and this thing is meant to, you know, bring luck or whatever. And all these other societies, they, they just don't know. Uh, so that way it's coming from like a trusted source, especially if you can make that like if you have a party NPC and it comes from them, players are way more likely to believe it. Um, so, yeah. Also, you can tie it in to one of your character backstories, potentially. Um, often character backstories will have like gods or like masterful creatures or something. And the reveal that this thing is that, you know, can can be yeah. Might need a little bit of like tinkering, but it's usually not that difficult. At least as far as you know, I'm aware. Oh, this thing has another form, and it's exactly this thing that you like. That kind of stuff. Okay. A little more boring, but <laughs> I I really should have done it like the last time where like I I should build to the climax one, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I was so excited. I wanted to get my first couple out first. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. So I actually thought of a fourth one. So I've got I've got four now. Uh, okay, we should have time. But, uh, oh yeah, I've got plenty of time. Thankfully. Um, yeah. So for the third one, um, <laughs> totally not taking this as a result of kind of context of something that's happened to uh, a, a certain uh, GM of ours, not either of us. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, what do you do in a situation where? Your players, either the player themselves or maybe the character via rolling ones or uh, the character's like specific viewpoint or how the player perceives that person's viewpoint would be in a situation. And just like for some reason, the whole party kind of like agrees that, oh, hey, like this is what this means. We need to go here. And through misunderstanding. They just keep missing every hint. Maybe you're a new new GM, and so you're not very experienced on how to, you know, like direct them down the right path. Steve, are uh, are you saying that the party accidentally got led halfway across the map, completely away from the thing that they were supposed to get? Well, I'm not not saying that. <laughs> this is not something. <laughs> yes, Steve that's has totally done. what I was referencing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, was Steve like is, Steve is referring to the time that GMX literally led our characters walk like halfway across the world map to only to tell us, Oh, you messed up and forgot something back at where you started. <sighs> and, uh, and the thing was that when he got to that point, like he just kind of gave up and he like out of character or out of like setting told us that essentially like you guys yeah. went the wrong way. Yeah. Which I, I, I don't think, I mean, I mean, no, sometimes I would you, not you recommend have to be that. at that point you have to, but yeah. I'm sorry? Um, no, I would not recommend that. Uh, Yeah. So, honestly, move the thing, put it... What if it's not just, like, location and it's, like, direction of, like, solving a dilemma? What do you mean by Not specifically just the location that they're going the wrong way, but, like, sometimes it's, like, oh, this, uh... (laughs) I mean, I guess kind of it's kind of similar to the other one is what I was thinking there, but, like, you know, like, the villain uh, put a very obvious (laughs) misdirection and the players just ate it and took it as fact. (laughs) And now they're going on like a side adventure to something that doesn't matter. Honestly, you, know, like, you can always do the side quest, side quest loop of bringing them back around. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
a great one for this is the kind of I think of it as the steal and chase method where your party either has something or is about to have something and then someone comes along takes it and in chasing and tracking them down they are led back to the place they need to be that's you know relatively simple uh you can okay. always teleport magic depending on the setting or teleport technology um <laughs> you mean they go on the side adventure and then teleport back uh yeah like they go off on the side and then you have just something that teleports them back to where they need to be uh whether it be of, of their own volition or just like you know they anger a god and it's just like go away <laughs> <laughs> Tormammu, I've come to bargain. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Um, and you can do this with non-magical settings through the the most recent thing, and Steve will get this too, uh, through the uh, Rush Hour 2 method of being knocked out by the villains, captured, and literally hauled back to where they're supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, true. Because uh, partway through Rush Hour 2, uh, our heroes, uh, Detective Yu and... Um, Chris Tucker. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's a rush hour joke. Um, <laughs> you? <laughs> no, you. Get, get knocked out and hauled away by the villain out to Vegas where they, you know, where it turns out they need to be. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's fair. I mean, I'm also just, I, I just go with it. Like, have them do some side quests, like refigure out stuff to get back is there anything is there any other information that you can give them on the way to kind of coming back around uh can you flesh out some characters can you introduce some important npcs can you uh bring up some drama can you have them learn more about the villains these are all things you can do while getting a party back on track that is worthwhile and is not just oh you have to march back across my map like <laughs> I don't know, maybe use the the space and time. It, I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem that complicated to me. Mostly because I currently write stories that don't have like a direction to them, which are like, you know, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. Oh, OK, my my fourth one can kind of be wrapped up into this similarly. OK, Um, I do have a fifth one now. Uh, we'll okay. see how many I keep coming up with and yeah. how long I can keep you on this. <laughs> the never ending episode. No, it's probably going to be an hour. Um. Probably. Um, so let's say that you have a normal campaign, you know, players kind of like know what the overarching like goal of the game is, but they have to like build up to that point. Got it. So not one of my campaigns. That. Okay. Huh? I said, got it. So not one of my campaigns. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I mean, it could be one of your campaigns. I was, I was just trying to say, like, like no, players I, have been doing fairly well. They've been making smart choices. Yeah. You know, they're not nobody on either side is making dumb decisions. But like some player decides something innocent, like, oh, I want to go talk to a fortune teller. Mm -hmm. And uh, I want to know, you know, like what type of uh, like things we can use to uh, go and solve this problem. And you're just like, oh, okay, hold on. Let me make a table. I'll just roll on it. I'll just put some random shit on there. And you put something on there and it gets rolled and you regret it because it ends up being this like thing that you didn't really have any plans for. And like, let's say 
it's like some magic item, right? So yeah, uh, they're told about this magic item that will solve their problems. And then you're like, well, I don't really have that plan, but I have the other stuff that I wanted to do kind of planned out. And you guys should go over here and get this other thing instead. Uh, but now the player is convinced that this is better and everything they, everything they think about it is like, oh, actually, because the magic item does this, it'll be a better solution to the other thing. It'll be easier to get. And all you should do is go way over here out of the way and go and grab it. And, you know, like it like it just kind of snowballs and then they end up convincing the other players. And now they're kind of like convinced that they need to go get this other thing. You can just like sit there and just tell them like, guys, I didn't want I didn't intend for this. But like you mentioned earlier, well, they don't the really like story. doing that. <laughs> The in-story that is, you know, the path has been annihilated by a flood, avalanche, volcano eruption, dark oh, magic, okay. font. Like, it, there, there are things in-game that that can that, that should be able to wall them, depending on your campaign. Uh, I but need you, to get the holy materia, man. <laughs> it's in that lake. I need to get it. <laughs> Muse under the truck. <laughs> if they insist, um, I would... Just let them, just let them get it. Um, oh, okay. Even yeah. if it, if it's like a long sidetrack. Yeah, like I said, I can, I can fill in, I can fill in stuff. There, there's character building and, uh, you know, other stuff, other trouble to be gotten into. Maybe they'll make more trouble for themselves just because they did this. Uh, and then after, naturally, they've caused this trouble. You can go. Ah, well, you decided to go over there. I see. So your viewpoint is. Oh, my immediate regret is going to turn into your regret instead of mine. It always does anyway. I, I don't understand why why there was a change. <laughs> uh, you guys yeah. have no idea how much trouble you've made for yourselves, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine quite a bit. Um, <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I, I think this plays well into, um, like, just if you're the GM, so obviously we're talking from the GM standpoint here. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I probably should have think, thought up some player ones. Damn. Um, these are all GM ones that I was thinking of. Uh, you would do well to, even if it's not from our episode, but we do have an episode on, um, I mean, maybe you can remember which one of this is, uh, Kevin, where we talk about how to be, um, oh God, now why is it, uh, whose line is it anyway? Improv. Oh, <laughs> the being a proactive player episode 11. Uh, proactive player. Um, I wasn't talking about from the player's perspective. I was talking about from the GM's perspective, like being able to like think on the fly and like roll with the punches as it were. I thought we had an episode on that. Did we not? Or did we only like touch on it a few times? If not, we should have an episode on that. We've definitely talked about it. Yeah. Just looking at the thing. We have a hundred episodes. Of course we've recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, there's, there's plenty still on the drawing board. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We have a filler versus side quest episode that probably has some talk of that. Uh, okay. That was episode 63, a mere 47 episodes ago. No, 37 <laughs> episodes ago. Shit, I can count. <laughs> math. <laughs> math. He's an English teacher. He can't do math. It's true. <laughs> two plus two equals five, everybody. Mm, it can if you think hard enough or you write a long enough book and convince people of it. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I think I think that would be the most likely place for it. Okay. If not, then maybe we should do uh, an episode on. I don't know. I mean, I'm not the greatest like improv person. I kind of think of on things on the spot as a person, but I haven't really thought about like how I do that. It's just I mean, I've I do. I've talked about having like character banks 
uh, of just characters you can pull. Oh yeah, and drop in a situation with minimal modifications. I've talked about having plot banks where you have a list of plot ideas that you can pull and put just about anywhere. Um, honestly, having like things that just sound cool, just like a list of them can really help out. <laughs> um, the other thing is uh, if you don't want to do that, think about things that you've enjoyed recently in media, perhaps a, uh, you know, a show or a movie or a, I don't know, there's these things called books. I don't think anyone uses them anymore. But pulling from one of those to kind of fill in a situation is fine. It's going to change based on what your characters do and everything anyway. So I often do that. Look, what are these books? Do you, do you mean the heavy fly swatter? <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, if you get them large enough, home defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depends on the caliber of book. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to. Hang on, I just need to pet my Spider-Man Omnibuy. Good Spider-Man Omnibuy. <laughs> I could bludgeon someone with you. Uh, <laughs> uh, a man kills another man with Spider-Man. <laughs> Let's see the true. headline. True. Uh, anyway, manslaughter aside. Yeah, we don't condone manslaughter. <laughs> we do not. Yeah, that was. those were all funny jokes. We do not condone manslaughter. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> funny haha. Yes. Uh, so back on topic, um, I mean, this one, I just kind of thought of like in general as it's, it's something that's difficult to, to deal with. We did talk about this before, mm -hmm. but what if, <laughs> what if you are running your game and you have a major plot point, uh, for one of the characters and okay. something happens and that character has to ditch last minute and they won't be able to play or an extended period of time, or maybe they, you know, like move away unexpectedly uh, due to other conditions, or they get deployed is probably the more likely situation. Um, I mean, we've literally had someone go into labor during one of our sessions. Yep. But I mean, like, how do you deal if that player can't come back? Like, like, how do you take the campaign in that way? Like, how would you handle that type of situation? Okay. This is a hard one. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It kind of depends. I, I've done this multiple times. Uh, the first one is on the shit out of your game. <laughs> um, depending on how early you are, you might even want to reboot. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. The That's like extreme. Yeah, no one wants to do the 90s show. <laughs> True. Sorry, re re reboot reference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For those of you that know what reboot is. <laughs> I mean, that is... Okay. The way, the way that I would handle it, and I'm going to reference a show Steve has not seen. Um, so the show Babylon 5. Well, I'm going to see that. Yes. At the end of its first season, the lead character of the show, the literal destined to do stuff, I'm the captain of the ship, or space station in this case, the actor had to leave for severe medical reasons. And they literally, you break at the end of season one and season two comes back and there is a new captain and they're going to deal with that shit later. And the new captain takes over some of the role, but some of it gets kind of delegated back. Uh, and fortunately, that person was able to guest role later on in the show. But yeah, it's a big shift and the shift is not 
like unnoticeable. <laughs> it's very front and center. And that becomes kind of like a plot thing as to like why this happened and what's going on there. And depending on what type of game, you know, it could be a spell. It could be a um, like a time shenanigan thing. Um, but you kind of then kind of build it and make your plot more complex. Now there's this new character. This new character's got a lot of stuff to do. Potentially, you've invited someone new into the game um, and have prepared them for a potentially rough time. Uh, but that is one of the ways that you can do it. Another way to do it, I guess this is the Doctor Who method. Um, bam, that person's killed and gets rezzed as like a different type of character and then moves on. And you have someone else play the new character with kind of some of the baggage of the old character. And it goes from there. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking as uh, <laughs> as a dark alternative where uh, something happens to the character magically and then someone else's mind gets imprisoned in that character if your new player wants to play that other character. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I generally like the kind of putting them away for a while. Um, like I was going to with um, our friend S, who, who's M's wife, uh, with her character, I was going to put her away into one of my magical spaces and have her like in training there until she could come back. That's, you know, assuming oh, she was going to be a hyperbolic time chamber. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my was. God. <laughs> so, yeah. And then you have them come back um, altered and you have a little conversation with that player. I mean, I kind of did this with the Kami when uh, his character... When he went off to school and his character became recurring, uh, where I would have like one-off sessions on the phone with him sometimes, filling in the gaps, and then uh, his character Amarik would reappear and would have been through some shit since he last saw the party, and they just kind of become <laughs> recurring. Um, Happens he didn't when you leave... travel through the fucking void. Yeah, he didn't leave like right before a big plot point for him or anything, but yeah, so it kind of depends on like the circumstance. And what if? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go, go. Uh, what if? I mean, you don't really do this, and I think this is that's a smart move. Uh, to be honest, but what if? Well, and it's also unfair. Sorry, I'll get to the point. I swear. <laughs> what if your player that ends up having to leave and can't come back, or has to leave for an extended period of time, and will eventually come back, but now you're all kind of left with no game to run, and so you really want to run something. Uh, you had set up to be like integral to the story and so yeah. like that character like not existing anymore or dying kind of derails everything no such thing would you do a reboot for that or first of all there there's no such character it can always be oh the you know the chosen one mantle falls to someone else and then the party has to you know adventure to find that someone else uh for a little bit uh that that even gives you time to find a new player I, I kind of reject the premises, I guess. Oh, yeah, I know. I was going to say, it's not something you do, but I was just curious on your yeah. process. Because I'm I'm under the impression not everybody has gotten the idea that that would be a bad idea to do. <laughs> just because in general, it it makes, you know, your players feel like there's an imbalance, you know, like you're you're catering the game to one player over another. Yeah. Um. But yeah. It is a bad idea. Don't do it, Chance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when I have done that, like I had the Warriors of Fate for my very first game, 
but I even had built into that that uh, the the fate chosen thing transfers from from player or from character to character. So you know, the warrior of fire dies, another person gets chosen as the warrior of fire, and I think I even had it so that you could like accidentally have two warriors of fire through like fun magic shenanigans. Uh, kind of like the two. Uh, I think you did, yeah. Two vampire slayer thing in Buffy, um, <laughs> which happened because Buffy died, and so the next slayer was chosen, and then Buffy came back to life. And then there were two slayers, uh, a good one and a bad one, in, in the case of that show. So I, yeah, I think there's stuff like that that you can always work around. Uh, I don't, I, yeah, I don't believe in that. <laughs> that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's a myth. <laughs> myth busted. There we go. We got, we got um, recurring jokes in this episode. <laughs> yep. I do have one. Uh, sorry, one more. Uh, I'm yeah, wanting yeah, to get yeah. a player one in here. Okay. <laughs> Just as a parting thing. This will be the last one, I swear. Uh, so from the GM's perspective, though, but mm-hmm. involving the player, what if your player has given you their backstory for their character and you read through it and you've come up with some plans and everything's going great for a while? You've gone in like several sessions into the game now. Uh, maybe you're like halfway through your intended campaign length. Okay. And then you like start doing some of the stuff that you had figured that, you know, your player had told, told you that they wanted to see, but you misinterpreted it. And so they approach you and like, that's not actually what I wanted to do. I wanted to do this instead. And it was okay. just like a misunderstanding due to poor communication on someone's part or just bad understanding in general. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. How would you no, handle that? Uh, it does would, happen. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. It happens to me. It happens to everyone. Yeah. Uh, I would I would make the changes. I, I would do my best to accommodate the player's wishes, mostly because my plans are always changeable. Like, I'm not 100% set on anything. And I think any GMs that are 100% set on something need to uh, realize what they're doing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Can you tell that we don't like pre-made campaigns? <laughs> pre-made campaigns are fine. So I'm ready I do. Come. I do think we should play one at some point, just so that we can give some feedback. <laughs> okay. I don't know how you feel about that. But that's just my thought, and I'm sure no, Monster no. would be down. No, that's fine. I just am, like that episode would literally be me being like, okay, and then I changed like most of it because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. But yeah. But how would you feel about um, like if Monster ran it and then you played in it in a pre-made? I'm sorry, maybe yeah. I'm doing off topic here. Maybe I should save that for we are, later. We are a little off topic. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Continue well, to answer the question we'll I initially pre- asked. <laughs> we'll talk about pre-mates eventually. Um, the big thing I think would be to see, you can always talk with your player and like negotiate, like, okay, we're in this this far. Like, what were you expecting? Um, always kind of try to be flexible. If you really, really tied it in with your plans, you might just want to uncouple the character from it. Just okay, this stuff still happens, but it's not as it's not based around that character anymore. Maybe it's shifted to another character, or you just introduce an NPC or have it fall in the party NPC or something. Okay, a little less impactful, a little less exciting, and then you work on implementing like the restored. Like we've talked about it again now. Okay, cool. Uh, I do think it's important to have open lines of communication and to try and not take things too personally um when you know someone messes up yep i agree so yeah any 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 other follow-ups or um very few ums mm-hmm. in that 
That was all me going, oh, no, like, I know what I would do. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, it helps. Like I always say, it helps to have a really amorphous structure. Uh, have a list of things that can happen. Have kind of ideas of where they could happen, but don't don't marry anything to anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, never say the, they'll they'll go here. They'll go there. They'll yeah. talk to this person. They'll understand what this person said and make this choice. And like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, be, be comfortable with the tailor's shop suddenly needing to become like the butcher's shop or something. Uh, <laughs> I think I really do think moving things and characters around is easier than a lot of people give it credit for. So, yeah, I, th I think being flexible in like what you have planned is very important. And Wow, my thought process just died there. Um, don't ever let your thought process die there. <laughs> yeah, don't ever let your thought process die there. Uh, and I'm just getting to that that thought process I was talking about before. It was like, okay, I'm not going to think of what I was thinking of, and I can't think of what, what it was. And it's gone now. Great. Yeah, I mean, um, we, could always, we could always sign out. And yeah, uh, next time, next time, we got the beginning of a punk trilogy where uh, things are going to get a little lively. That that will that pun will make sense next time, hopefully. Mm, yes. You notice that Steve is not laughing because it's not a good pun. No, no, I'm not laughing. Well, I'm laughing now, but I'm laughing at more at his attempt. Uh, but yeah, 100. Woo. 100. One. We've done 100 episodes. Wow. Yeah. We did it. We did it. I never thought I'd Congrats. do 100 of anything. Actually, that's not true. I've run, I've run over 100. <laughs> you've you've greeted 100 <laughs> papers. What are you talking about? that that mm, you've read yeah, 100 books you've you've watched 100 movies it's true i read 100 books last year yeah don't listen don't listen to this man <laughs> despite everything that we said in this episode don't listen to anything he says you know you can <laughs> now, now you have me now you have me curious as to what number movie i'm on this year oh no <laughs> probably a lot probably like i'm bidding 463 that's what i'm putting my money on oh jesus no i don't watch that many Oh, you watched how many yesterday? It's halfway through the year. We watched like five yesterday. And I mean, you could like movies aren't that long. I've only watched 206 this year so far. Only 206 and it's only May. Um, well, hey, hey, it's it's not May for them. It's not. It's yeah, but June. it's May for you. It's late June for them. I'm still in New York. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned that. Yeah, Kevin's in New York. Yeah, um, I'm in I'm in New York again for this wait. episode. I will be yep. back next episode. Although next episode is going to be recorded like at the start of June, so we're still we're still asynchronous in time with you all. Um, True. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, did you want to did you want to sign us out there, Steve? Uh, I mean, I can unless I wanted to keep you here, but no, I don't want to incur the wrath of your wife. True. So, considering the time. So. It's true. I, I have the guillotine ready. Uh, <laughs> true. She just appeared. Sign off quickly. Oh, yep. <laughs> we're, we're literally okay. finishing it. <laughs> Remember to play what you love and until next time your, your characters do something epic. Yeah. And join <laughs> us for episode 101. <laughs> Woo! 100! Woo! Woo! Yay! Fucked up the, <laughs> fucked up the <laughs> outro. Whatever. What a great show we have. 100 what, episodes what a, what strong. Perfectly 100% unscuffed true with an asterisk thank you for listening if you have any comments questions interjections queries notes formal challenges or suppositions please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com that's ro 
I M P E R F E C T I O N at symbol G M A I L dot com, or follow us on Twitter at R O Imperfection or Instagram search R O Imperfection. You can also visit our website at roimperfection.com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.